Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. And welcome, welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. With your host, Desmond. And with me always is... Rich. Yay! Yay. So thank you so much for again for tuning in to our weekly uh, podcast where we talk about all things comic book. So if you like comics, you're you're in the right place. Um, so first things first things first, want to give a special shout out to our sponsors. Our first sponsor I want to thank is Club Card at clubcardprinting.com. What do they do? Uh, they print all of our um, Tom, Tom cards. cards. And if we, if we ever do a poster, they're going to print that. We should do that. a poster of the new, the um, new header. Yes, we really should. Um, but they print all of all the stuff that you've seen uh, that has the uh, Geek Chat logo on it and whatnot. So well, thank you so much, yes, Club Card, you. for doing that. A second person I want to thank is our mistress of the mix board. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, Terry Miller. So all the, all the fantastic sounds you hear... Um, are done courtesy of Terry Miller. So I'm going to say thank you so much for that, Terry. We thank love you, you, Terry. Love you. And um, second person we want to give a thank, thanks. Third. Uh, third, sorry. Third person we want to give a special shout out to is Gene Gilmet. Yeah. Yes, of uh, rltpress.com. What's he do? Uh, Gene does all of the uh, little comedic and um, comedic. images. That's well, comedic. I think it's comedic. Uh, images that you see on the Facebook group or, or whatnot of all those little pictures of Rich trying to kill me. Yes, look at the new one. Look at the new yes, one. Yes, I a, love it. There is a new one that we posted uh, right now. Um, it's it's the newest one. I think Gene really knocked it out of the park. He did. It was great. Uh, with uh, although kind of I don't know. We're I'm looking at it right now. Are we in the negative zone? We're somewhere. We're somewhere. I teleported us here to try to kill you, but I you know I thought maybe. The air would get sucked out of your lungs, but nope, you had one of your little gadgets and gizmos. And I thought, okay, I'll crush him. And damn it, he had another gizmo. So yes, he has he has the never-ending tool belt. Oh yes, I I I, I cannot be stopped. I I'll stop. I, you. I was looking at it, and I I I kind of feel like Batman when Jason Todd was trying to kill him. Jeez. Jason Todd was trying to kill him. Yeah, when he was Red Hood. Oh, the Red Hood. Yeah, so like I'm Batman. And you're I thought Red maybe Hood. I would be the Joker beating Jason Todd, which would be you with a crowbar. Maybe oh. that'll be the next one. That <gasps> is a really, really scary. That one. is awesome, Gene. Me, but with Joker makeup. No, thank trying you. to kill Jason Todd Desmond <laughs> with a crowbar. Trying to kill you know you don't realize he dies in that right. I know I voted. So anyway, I was, I was one of the people that voted for it. So anyway, um, so I want to say thank you so much, Gene. Um, and if you want to go and take a look at Gene's artwork, you can definitely go to rltpress.com. Also, Gene is a featured artist on um, CBR's The Line, It Is Drawn. So when that comes out, you can definitely tune in and check out more you know, glamorous pieces by, by Gene Gelmet. Yes. And our fourth and final uh, sponsor is, um, is one that's been there from the start. As whatever comics located at 548 Castro Street in sunny San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Yay. So <laughs> Did I say on Castro Street? You said on Castro okay, Street. Okay, good. Sunny Castro Street. Make sure you go to whateverstoreonline.com or check us out at facebook.com, whatever store. And tell them that, no, we sent you. 
<laughs> tell me I sent you. Yeah, tell Rich that you sent that he sent you from the future or from the past. I guess it will be the past. To us, it'll be the past because we're doing it now. That's true. Ooh. Look at you go, little Michael J. Fox. It's crazy. Yeah, we watched that movie the other day. Yeah, it was on. We it watched like ten awesome. minutes of it. I with I the thoroughly it was the it. the one with um whatever her name was and her boobs were pushed out and Leah Thompson. Yeah, Leah Thompson, and the she mother? was like married to the bad guy and. Yeah, it like goes to beat her, and then I'm like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, that's off. the second one. Yeah, the second yeah. one. You know, funny the the girl who played the girlfriend. Paul told me this. The girl that played the girlfriend at the end of the first or the first one was replaced with Elizabeth Shue. Wow, look at that, Elizabeth Shue. That's some geeky knowledge trivia for you. For you, it's not comic book related, but you never know. We might have a Back to the Future well, comic there book. There is a out. comic book coming out. <sighs> it's going to be a mini series. Of course, there is. There is. Um, so, and you can you, pick it up at whatever. <laughs> so, um, also, if you want to check us out on the uh, Geek Chat, you can definitely do that and come to the Facebook page. So it's Facebook the Geek Chat, and you can come in and join the join the fun, join the conversation. Let us know what you're reading. Uh, we always want to be turned on to new books because there's always an inf- there's always a new number one coming out almost every week yep so you know we we want this to be a hub of of, of, of ideas of what of, of what people are listening to what they're what they're reading what they're what they're watching um we're trying to decide how we're going to integrate uh the television programs that are beco- going to be coming out at the end of this month beginning of next month because there is a lot of stuff coming out so so um be on the lookout for that i just want to say real quick uh one of the one of our great posters, Justin, posted a book, Broken World, and it's up to issue four. So I am going to read it, Justin. I'm just going to wait until the trade comes out and then read it all together. But that's going to be one that I got. You know, you've been posting about it. And a lot of people are, are really curious about it. So we're all going to check it out here at the Geek Chat, too. And we'll definitely give you a, um, uh, a review of what we think of it and what's going on with that. Um, so, again, one place you can check us out is the Geek Chat on Facebook, the Facebook group. group. Come and check us out. Um, and if you miss this live show, you can definitely uh, stream it Tuesdays uh, after two o'clock, um, usually. Um, Where? On SoundCloud. Thank you search you. The Geek Chat, or you can download it or stream it on iTunes as well. Search The Geek Chat. Remember the, or you can go to us uh, uh, stitcher.com and you can download it there if you're not part of like, you know, you don't have an iPhone or something like that or iProduct. How's the YouTube coming? YouTube is coming coming well. Um, I'm trying to get all that stuff taken care of and put on. Perfect. But unfortunately, we have not. Um, we're not there yet. So just hold up, YouTubers. We'll be there soon enough. Yes. Um, alrighty. So um, other thing we're going to talk about is is uh, this is the month of our year anniversary. So Rich and I are, are feverishly trying to decide what we're going to do for all of you That's guys. That's right. We're going to do something because we've been here for um, we've been doing this for over a year now. We're really, in, we're in the middle of our third season. Damn, so, time goes by. I know. So just stay tuned because we are going to be doing something special for all of you guys out there for listening. So thank you again. So, Rich, what books would you like to talk about? Well, you discussed earlier we got some new number ones. So let's talk about we got two new number ones coming at you this week. One's from IDW and one's from Image. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the one from Image. Go ahead. So Image Comics puts out this new book called Plutona. It is by Jeff Lemire. Uh, So the story is Emmy Lennox and Jeff Lemire. The script is Jeff Lemire. Art by Emmy Lennox. Colors by Jordi Belair. Was that Annie Lennox? Yeah, and Emmy. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd be like, that'd be awesome. Annie Lennox. Uh, and letters by Steve Wands. And then it has a backup story, a couple uh, pages. Plutona's Last Adventure. 
by Jeff Lemire. He wrote, drew, inked, and probably colored it. Um, so it is a two ninety nine book, and you like those two ninety nine books? Don't I you? do. I think two ninety nine is, is a really good price point. So I only read this because it's a number one. Was not interested in it at first. I read through it. It's basically um, these kids in high school. They're not friends. They just happen to be at the same place at the same time when they discover a dead body. I just ruined it for you. That's the end. Um, And it happens to be Plutona. Now, we don't know if she's dead. She's just laying on the ground. And then the backup story. I think she's dead. You think she's dead? Yeah, because at the beginning, in the beginning, you see her laying there and there's like flies and stuff all over her. Oh, yeah, I'd say she's dead. Yeah, so I, I really believe that she is dead. She, 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 she is no dead, longer dead. in this at this world. Um, the art is very indie. Okay. All right. It's very indie. It is very indie. Um, it kind of looks like something Boom would put out. And that isn't a, a slight at anything. But Boom Studios has Boombox, and it's an all-ages brand, and it would fit perfectly there. The problem is it has such bright art that the story that's going with it doesn't fit it. Definitely not. Um, So I know this is supposed to be about kids in high school, and they use words that I object to using myself every day. I think that A is a bad thing. Now, I know it's not aimed at kids, but I'm really disappointed in the fact that going into this, I thought this would be uh, a younger book. Like last week, we reviewed um, Zodiac Star Force, and that you could give to any age. This book went in thinking that, boy, was I wrong. A um, couple of F-bombs thrown out. They use a word I, I do not like to use. I'm not going to use it. Um it is a word for a mentally handicapped person, and it is a word that I take out of my vocabulary. Taking it out of my vocabulary does not need to be said. Um, I actually boycotted a writer because he kept using the word faggot, and that word has no place in comic books either. And even though this is a, a book for adults about kids, I think we should kind of rise above using those words. Now, that's just my review of this book. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting take, uh, a new spin on a story that has been done. Yes, it, it is very reminiscent of Stand by Me, and in a much yeah. more in a much more you know contemporary setting. These are you know young indie kids, very impressionable kids. You know, you see them doing the, the teen vices. You know, one of the kids has an abusive father, and he one smokes. Of them, one of them oh. is, uh, and the kid smokes, and. So a lot of, um, uh, and then you've got the sister with the little brother she doesn't want. Yeah, it is a bunch of tropes, really. No, it is. It definitely is. You've so, got the the chunky girl that that gets made fun of because of her weight. She's in a fashion, and then there's like the, there's like the outcast who who is following uh, superheroes and and posting on a blog about it. So, so I, I the characters themselves, yes, they're they're they have been done before. I mean, it, it, it really is like if the breakfast club met and stand by me with superheroes, sort of, <laughs> it's kind of what it is. I mean, it's just with Stanley's who wants to be a superhero. It's a, it's, it's this hodgepodge of, of, of like, you know, John Hughes esque things 
Um, I think you would. I think this would be great as a uh, TV series because of what's going on. It's very uh, down to earth. By down to earth, I mean it's it's about the lives of these kids. Um, one thing that that one thing that that I that I was kind of disappointed in is some of the editing for the for the 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 the, the word bubbles. And by editing, I mean I mean the, the sentences and stuff. The, there there are a couple of stuff that was just. Like the placements just didn't make sense. Now, or, do you think it's some, because it's s- supposed to be like a kid? No, no, not not at all. Because there was like one place where where someone was like the like in one of the earlier panels. You know, there's the father is you know the father is telling the son, you know, get ready to go. Yet the boy uh, is done know, and ready. Yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. It was just. It was. It was just very. I don't know. It was just there. There was just like missing words and in, in certain instances and in, in certain things. And I was just like, oh, you know. So it kind of just took me out of it a little bit. But other than that, I mean, other than that, um, and and editors make mistakes. That's that's what happens, you know. But but other than that, I I actually liked the story. I will be reading it. I'll be reading the 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 rest of it. I want to see what happens with these kids. I th- the yes, the artwork is very um, uh indie and and boomish um but i think that works for this book i think it works for this book this the the backup story about plutonia that uh, jeff lemire did i'm interested to see what happens you know plutonia plutona plutona thank you was a was a mom she worked at a coffee shop i think is what it was you know no yeah she worked at a coffee shop or, or a diner and she worked at a diner and she had like her grandmother took care of her her daughter you know, now she's dead. So I'm more interested to see what's going to happen to those people, actually, <laughs> than um, than the main cast. But I'll try all, the number two. I will. I'll read the number two because I want to see what what happens because it is such. Again, I was a fan of Sam. I like Stand by Me, and I'm a fan of John Hughes movies. So, so this is really in my wheelhouse. So, I'm definitely happy, you know, about it. Um, regarding the uses of the words, um, you know, I kind of you know chalk that up to to these kids talking and and trying to get into the mind of 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 what these kids would would do and what they would say mm. um but yeah it didn't really it didn't really um resonate that that much with me than it did with you but other than that i'm gonna read it especially at 2.99 it's a great price thank you image <laughs> so the next book they've been talking about that i enjoyed but rich did not enjoy is uh danger girl number one uh, by IEDW, which is interesting because uh, Danger Girl came out from Cliffhanger, which was an image imprint such a long time ago with um, uh, with Andy Hart- Hartnell and uh, J. Scott Campbell. So if you remember, like ooh, almost 15, 20 years ago, um, when Image Image's sex w- sec- sec- second wave <laughs> of their imprint was... Their uh, sex wave? Their sex wave. Their second wave of comics, you know, there was uh, was like Cliffhanger. And so Cliffhanger came out, and that was with uh, Herberto Ramos, who did Crimson and, and Danger Girl, and, and Battle Chasers was was another one. That was more than 15 years ago. It was definitely more than 15 years ago. But but regardless, they're, you know, this is one of the ones that came out of that. And so uh, they took it to IDW. So, which is great. Um, I really enjoyed danger girl. If you like um, semi cheesecake with a, with a um, spy kind of hint. I mean, if you've seen tomb Raider, if you've seen, or if you've read tomb Raider, if you've, uh, you, you've kind of read this a little bit before, you know, 
girls saving the day. If you like that, um, oh, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series, then you're probably going to like this book. High Adventure, High, um, high Adventure, uh, Indiana Jones type of stuff, but it's just really beautiful girls. Um, so again, it was written by um, Andy Hartnett, again, who's one of the co-creators of the original, ser- original co-creators of these characters. Art was by uh, Stephen Molnar, uh, Stephen Molnar, sorry. Colors was by John Rausch. Uh, letters by Neil uh, Yukitake. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought the artwork was spectacular. I thought the story, um, it's a it's a story about um, Abby Chase, who is like the, the main star of the Danger Girl series. And so it's about her as a kid. And it's intersplacing her globetrotting with her bodyguard as her father is uh, lost, um, went into hiding. And so the bodyguard trying to protect her because they want to get her because they want to blackmail the father. They want to use her as leverage. Yeah, as leverage to get the to get the father to come out of hiding. Yes. So and so we get to see a little bit of her background as well as uh, what's going on with her now since Danger Girl, the Danger Girl. Uh, operatives or a spy organization has has folded um there was a whole another story about what happened with them and traitors and stuff like that so for me having having uh read most of the stories before i was really jazzed to see this um and i thought i thought the pace was good it does we'd get to see young you know abby and then we get to see older abby afterwards so it would be interesting to see what happens uh between um when she was 12 to now. So I, I enjoyed it. what do you think, Rich? Thought it was interesting that Psylocke showed up in it. Oh, come on. Yes. One of the, one of the characters was, you know, was, it looked just like Psylocke from the Crimson Dawn era, complete with eye tattoo and purple hair. An Asian girl with purple hair, a red eye tattoo. She had a tattoo that went all the way down her body though. Still that whole thing. I, the book was okay. It was okay for me. I know nothing of Danger Girls. I've sold them for years, whatever. I read it because I had to, and I won't be reading the number two. What? It was good. What was it about that you didn't like, aside from the guest star? The art was so inconsistent at times. This little was- girl was supposed to, At times, the little girl looked 30, and then she freaked out because a guy got bit by a snake, but she threw the snake at him. What did she expect? There, I just I found a lot of problems. The whole thing when the bodyguard gets shot, the paneling layout was so bad. It just it was not good. When the girl walks in the room, the next panel she's in the middle of the room being held. It just no, lot of lot of lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I know I was a little rough on this book. Yes, I think you know what? I think another you were thing, very rough on this. The book. other thing is that you see this gorgeous Scott, J. Scott Campbell cover, and you open it up, and the artist inside is emulating. It's not a style. It's he's trying to emulate beautiful girls' style. I don't think it was that bad. It wasn't. You know? It's solid art. It's no, I don't want to say solid. It's doable art. I thought it was solid, but it's trying to emulate the cover to me. That's that's just my opinion. Now he he probably is a great artist, but to me. You know, I thought the colors were vibrant. Silent. And their hair changes lengths. Like, I don't know what way the wind is blowing in this place that every other angle, they have a different, their hair's blowing in a different way. I don't it's believe little that. little things like that. I don't believe that. I thought, I thought it was, 
a great adventure story or beginning of a great adventure story. All right. Well, then when the number two comes out, you can see what you think because I'm done with one. What? I don't I don't understand that. I, I'm done I, with I, one. I still think that that's I was like, you're being very, very hard. I found it boring, too. I, they gave me nothing to care about this character. Okay, she shows up, and she's, what, 12 or 13? She's 13. Who she's, looks 30. She announces it. She's like, I am 13. That's because the artist can't draw a 13-year-old. And then you get it, and... Okay, so an alligator... She's got that skin, cool. skin tight jeans on. Yet somehow the alligator had enough. There was enough given the jeans to rip a slice so you can see her butt cheeks. No. She was wearing panties? I still no. Oh my god. No. No. That is this is gratuitous. Oh, uh, now you're just now you're just picking. Now you're just picking. That 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 shot was dumb. I I enjoyed it. And you that's what comics are for, as we try to tell people. I there is something out there for everyone. You are listening to us just to get a little taste of what's out there. So let's talk about a book that we, an indie that we both enjoyed, and and, and uh, it, it was bittersweet, uh, only because it, the story arc is ending. Me and my friends, you love, can't sing it, but you can say it. Are Jim girls? Yes, we are. Um, we loved Jim and the holograms. We yes. thought it was fantastic. The uh, arc is ended, but it went out on such a good note. So let's get this part over with. Bless you. We got Gem and the Holograms, Showtime, Part 6, from IDW Comics, $3.99, written by Kelly Thompson, art by the amazing Sophie Campbell. The story is by both Thompson and Campbell, colors by M. Victoria Robodeau, and letters by Tom B. Long. Uh, this is how you bring back a property, a beloved property, you put it in a comic book form and you treat it with respect. This yeah, you, yeah. is that. Yeah, you give it. You give it just a just a just a slight update, new a new um, twist, a slight twist, and this is great. I have to totally agree. I have loved this uh, iteration of Jim and the holograms. I like what's going on. I think this is very contemporary. It's very now. Um, it's very strong. By strong, it's very empowering. It's very uh, socially aware. I, I'm trying to think of the words to use for this book. It isn't just a throwaway comic book. No, it isn't. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And even though people were like, oh, there was a food fight last issue. And it's like that food fight was awesome. And by I the was way. like, yeah, because they're still teenagers. But some of the stuff they're dealing with is like love and, and alienation and and uh, um, fear of of of. Um, of success and fear of, of failure. It's and like murder and, and, and attempted they murder. They kept that murder in from the, the strangest thing about the cartoon is the misfits week after week tried to kill them on a kid's cartoon. And that's you know, true. And they kept it in the comic book. Yeah. I never really like when you're watching it as a kid, you're just like, Oh, that's funny. You know? And it's oh, I never like, that. I did. I was <laughs> just like, Oh, yeah, the misfits, they didn't do it right. Ha ha. And it's like, no, they're trying to kill them. They're yeah. literally trying to kill them. And, it, and you're like, wow. Okay. They really realized that, but there's a lot of violence in this There's cartoons. a ton of violence in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of cartoons. But anyway, um, so what happens in this issue, Rich? This issue, the we find out that due to the contract, because the hologram started it, they are now disqualified. And the whole setup to started this what? issue was... Started the food fight, right? Yeah, they started okay. the food fight. So the whole point of this first arc was you get introduced to these people... 
and we have the battle of the bands. We have Jem and the Holograms versus the Misfits. Unfortunately, they're now disqualified. And the Misfits are like, what? No, we want to beat them. And, well, they have their show. They do their show. And Jem says, screw this. We're going to do it. Yes. It's showtime synergy. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. And they and they put on a show across the street from the venue and pulled everyone. It was totally a, re- a Revenge of the Nerds move. Yep. Loved it. Yep. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And, and the it way just, they used the holograms, it wasn't just her outfit. Like, this time Synergy's using holograms to forward the story. Yeah, and, and, and they're using it as, like, all different types of things. I mean, it's just, I don't know, just in the, in the, in the music, the music. The way they show the music. Yeah, the way they show the music and the lyrics itself are really, really good. It's like a little music video in two pages. It, it really is. And I'm sorry. Uh, the Misfits are riding guitar motorcycles. I want one. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, I want one. Going on? But it just it just fuels. It, it just it adds fuel to the fire um, for this book because to end on that note and just have the faces, the faces at the end of the, the last page, the faces of the Misfits looking at like, looking at them like this is our rival and the way that uh kimber and uh storm stormy who are we talking about kimber and uh her girlfriend stormer her yes that's stormer right yeah yeah and how and how like stormers is uh stormers like the, the how the love affair how, how the love uh the date and everything was going on between them the pseudo um like the the parallels with the love stories between between Jem and Rio and and uh, Jerica as Jerica as Jerica not Jem sorry and how how he doesn't like Jem he doesn't like Jem he's like why she leave you out there's just a lot of st- they're building the story up so nicely that that you want to see what's going to happen I don't know this is just a really good story the collection but, comes out in October and I urge everyone to get it yeah if you haven't read this it just it just makes me want more, and how and how uh, Kimber, like she got everyone got new a new look for for the last show and everything. It just this, this book is just awesome. Yeah, so I'm look, definitely looking forward to the next issue. I think that everyone uh, should really give this uh, book a chance. I know people were like, some people were bagging on it because of the lesbian you know romance or whatnot, but it 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 doesn't really. I mean, it's a part of just who they are, and I think they handle it so organically that it just—I I just can't—I just can't see how people could be offended or, or angry that there is like a lesbian uh, romance in this book. It just how it went—it it is totally not for shock. It is totally just again how it happened was so organic that it's just like okay. Do you know the thing I love about it? I mean, this 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 love affair, real quick, was better than how they did the whole Scott and Emma thing. Because for me, Scott and Emma, when they first got together, seemed forced as hell. Now, or Black Panther and Storm. Or like Black Panther and Storm, same thing. They are forced as hell. This one seems so organic. It just if you just watch it, and if you if you just watch how they came together in the in the in the six issues, just perfect, just perfect. And I just want to say the fact that Stormer's body size is. Not your average. Yeah, the all the body set, the body sizes, the way they look, the way they are comfortable in their skin. It's just a very good book. I really think that this. I really think that they should like have this be a part in like schools or whatnot. 
you know, just just all the positive imagery they have in here is just, and it's just, it's it's it is it is just it literally is is like the um they updated the comic book and get and gave it a twist and like brought it now. It is such a good book. I really cannot say, you know, enough about how great this book is. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Read it. So, so do you want to hit DC? I think we should hit DC first. Um, <laughs> because because here we have another huh. There's only one. Well, because because <laughs> it was the best DC book out right now, one of the best books out right now, and that's Midnighter number four. Here you have another gay character. Uh, you have a gay character who is front and center. And the cool thing about 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 Midnighter is his gayness doesn't take front and center. Like he is it's a, who he is. Yeah, it's who he is. And I think that's what makes this book fantastic because he is not driven by the fact that oh i'm gay and people hate me or or i'm gay i can't find a lover or that is not the focal point focal point is like look i'm gay i have i have boyfriends i do what i need to do i like to kick butt but i kick ass that is who i am i am a kick ass you know fighting for what's right with my own brand of of justice it's just it's just very refreshing to see this type of character and see that his his being you know queer is not Again, it is organic, and I just love that Grayson is in this book. I think that Grayson and Midnighter are the perfect pairing, and and I think the 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 writer and the writer does a does a great job. Speaking of which, Rit. All right, so we're Midnighter. We're reviewing Midnighter number four from DC Comics. The writer is Steve Orlando. The artist is Stephen Mooney. The colors are Romulo. Fajaro Jr. The letter is Tom Napolitano. Uh, that's it for that. I was about to read the rest of it. Sure. So <laughs> what did you think, Rich? I liked it. Again, solid issue. Uh, the little, not bathhouse, what's it called? Steam room scene was quite interesting between Midnighter and Grayson. You have yeah, been Russia. loving Grayson. <laughs> Yes. And so to see these two together and the fact that everyone loves Grayson's, but just, I don't know, the book worked on a buddy buddy level. You know, and the thing, I think that there was some. um, So what happens in this issue is, is in what's happening in all of the Midnighter issues is, is um, there was the God Garden and it was an ode to, I believe, an ode to. Grant Morrison, when he had we had the X Men, that was where Phantom X is the Garden. I think this is a note to him, like a, a tip of the hat to him. But what happens is there was a break in, and people stole all kinds of forbidden tech, and they're selling on the black market. And we find out that the reason why Midnight a Midnighter is from this program, you know. So what we're finding out is that someone stole a chip that contains everything about him. Everything, who he is, his name, his background, everything about him. And he wants to get that back. But while he is doing that, he is recovering uh, the other stolen art, the stolen artifacts. And what it's what another thing that I enjoy about this book is that the people that are using it, um, that are using the stolen tech, it, if they're if their uh, reasonings is, are just, then he's totally OK with it. He's like, it's like, but you need to, you know, pay your pay for your crimes and then we can we can um, see what's going on after that. And what I like about it is there was a character that was an issue too um, that he stopped 
and you know brought to justice but he is in, still in contact with that character and this one he's going after what i thought was really cool is he's going after uh, a russian a russian um mob type of thing in which the the russians are using uh martian shapeshifter dna to uh mimic uh vampirism and so these russian these russians are are using that as a way to be like vampires and they are are there the, the guy is is turning people into vampires or the pseudo vampires and then letting people for for a large sum of money kill them yep as a as they would like a vampire hunter like that is some unique shit right there i was like what but it also tells a lot about what? you paying a lot of money to kill someone that's trapped i mean yeah. there, there's no fighting but, chance here but the thing is the but the thing that i love about it is they were like we wanted to be superheroes yep we we're, we're, we we are superheroes we got to kill a, a monster we're superheroes and then when two superheroes really come in and 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 there's a scene in the bathhouse where they where they are in the steam room where they fight <laughs> you know i'm just like this is what real superheroics are about yeah, really, and just really cool. and how and how midnighter is just like ever so slightly picking at uh dick grayson you know, and he's like when um when the the scene where um where Midnighter has his back turned and someone's coming up against uh, coming up to him and, oh, yeah. and and Dick Grayson yells out Midnighter and he see he, he like kicks the guy and knocks him out and Midnighter's all like I knew he was there I just like hearing you yell my name I was just like oh his little things like that that just make it just like it it, it he can be so tongue in cheek. I just really like this iteration of him because I've been reading the Midnighter, you know, since the beginning with the authority days. And this is a really good representation yeah, I like of, it. of it. Um, one thing that Rich has brought up on numerous occasions, and I have to agree 100%. The one thing that is hurting this book is the fact that they just can't have a consistent artist oh, on it. I was about to say that with my next book. I want to just, I just, just wanted to mention. I need... There, there's no reason why this should not have a consistent artist. Yeah. We're also on, I was going to, I don't want to talk about it, but uh, the Omega Men came out this week from DC Comics as well. And I, I'm actually enjoying this book. It's a, it's a new take on it. Um, and each issue, like we get a little more of the puzzle piece. And in this one, uh, Callista really plays Kyle Rayner hard to do what she wants. It's kind of that uh, love story where the, the, the guy and the girl are in prison together and, and you know she gets him to do it, what she needs. It's all part of the plan. That's not why I'm bringing the book up. I'm bringing the book up because, like Desmond said, we're on issue four for both of these artists, or for both of these books, we're on issue four, and we have guest artists. That is, that's why people leave books because, unfortunately, when Des and I were younger, an artist would be on a book for 20, 30, 40 issues. There was none of this shit where it's like two issues, new artist. Another issue, new artist. Stop. How come you can't find artists to hit their deadlines? Uh, Midnighter is a brilliant book. It doesn't need four artists. No, it does not. I agree 100%. I mean, hell, Gene, Gene Gilmet could do it, you know, and, and, he, and he would be more, much, and, and he would get them done, you know? Give him some work. Yeah, I just it's it, there's I don't see why this has to be this way. Why we can't have at least give us one arc, give us six issues. You know, we didn't or hell, mention, even four, even four. We didn't mention it, but like unfortunately, we don't know the reasons why. 
But Sophie Campbell is going to be taking the next arc off on Gem. I don't know what the artist is going to look like, but I'm telling you, the book is not going to be the same because the look adds to the book along with the writing. So I agree. Midnighter was a great book, but uh, I think the art in this, some of the pages were a little rough compared to the last artist. What is it? Aiko or Arco? Aiko. Uh, can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, if, I totally agree. If he can't draw that fast, maybe he shouldn't have been the artist right away. Or maybe you should have gave him like four scripts at once, something. But I just don't understand why we need multiple artists. I would agree. I, I, uh, I don't know. That's a really good topic for um, for the uh, the round table. Um, is is you know, how 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 much does it hurt um, a book when when the artists change too often or rotate off too often? So I'm just gonna say, uh, as a retailer, when She Hulk was out, the last iteration written by Charles Sewell, who's an amazing writer. A lot of people were thrown by the art, but they liked the characters, so they read it. And then a guest artist came on for two issues. Killed the book. Killed the book in my store. Those two hideously drawn issues made people drop the book because you don't know if this other artist is coming on or if this is the new direction it's taking. So I think companies got to look out there and be like, can this artist hit the deadline? And I don't know. We'll see how it affects other books. I, I don't know. Four issues. Four freaking issues, and we already have it. Okay, next. Okay. So now, uh, since it was sort of a slow week for uh, for DC, we're going to turn our attentions to Marvel. Secret Wars. Since that seems to be the... Um, that seems to be the... the, uh, the uh, Moneymaker. Yeah. Yeah, that is the taste du jour right now. No, I just want to say that Image had some good books this week, too. Uh, but doesn't I decided like Jupiter Circle? We've talked about it, and we're definitely going to talk about it again. Uh, we both enjoy the book. I just want I just want my Jupiter's legacy back. You know, I want no. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy the uh, the 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 parents' story, but I want to hear about the kids. Yeah. I want to hear about them, and they left it on such a strong note that like I want more. I oh want yeah. More of that. Mommy anyway, came. I know. But anyway, well, let's talk about uh, some Marvel books. All right. So what book did you really like, Rich? So Out of the Secret War books. Out of the Secret Wars books. I'll tell you, I really like, I almost called her Star Kitty. I like Star Kitty. I have to admit it was a good book. So we're talking about Star Lord and Kitty Pride, number three. Sadly, the last issue. Very sad about that. And I want to say that I do not like the fact that these, um, that these arcs are not uniformed. <laughs> no. I really wish that they were uniform. And they didn't tell retailers either. Like, we I have no re- clue what's going to be the last issues of them. I really wish, because that is just, that is bizarre to me for some reason. It's like, like, you get really invested in it, and it's like, like the, the Captain America, or sorry, uh, Captain Britain uh, and the, and the Defenders or whatever, two issues, and it's done. I'm like, what? There, there could have been so much more. I don't know. It just, it just killed me. So that, that was just, what I wanted to say to say about that, because I was just like, what's going on? What is going on? I don't know. All right. So the book was written by Sam Humphreys. The artist was. Forgive me. Alti Fermansha Fermansha, something like that. I apologize. The colorist is Jessica Colin and the letters is VCs Joe Sabino. Um. 
Yeah, I'm going to be sad this book is over. I feel like it just started going, and then it's over. boom, it's over. It's over. Three issues. It's done. Like, I feel like, you know, we're, we're going up the hill, and we're getting there, and it's been a lot of fun. And then right when you reach the top, you don't even have time because the bottom falls out, and you just fall, and you're done. Yep. That was this book. And this book had some really big reveals about what Battle World is and what Doom did, and they stuck it in a side book again and i love the fact they stuck it in a side and what do we find out rich i'm getting there i just want to know because i'm excited uh so basically what it is is when doom created the world he allowed that multiple versions of the same person may be born in different domains they share a quantum signature in our matter and it sometimes creates unexpected side effects. Our superhuman abilities, we cancel each other out. That's just, that's Which could be another reason why you're not allowed to go from, you know, land to land. Yeah. But it's interesting though because like people people are aware that other that's that's very interesting to think about because they uh, they know that there is another version of them running around. Right. That doesn't make them feel weird, I guess, because that's just how the, that world was created. And it's their religion. Their God Doom allowed this. Yeah. So again, it goes back to the religion That's taking weird. over any thought. This is bizarre to me. It's just like, oh, you know, it's like, why would there be like, can you imagine another, another rich out there? Ooh. Oh, there's many of us. Oh, Lord. Uh, so Rich, I, the multiple man. <laughs> rich, the multiple beard. I love it. I would. Um, I really liked it. I like the fact that uh, we get widget back i loved widget and widget as a as a copy of as a version a version of of version of kitty that is bizarre and the fact he sung to it i love it yeah and it felt uh so bizarre we get um, this whole issue was just bizarre i mean it it was was. cute and all but i did like them i want to i want to see more of them i was pissed and we get rocket in it kind of um and drax i love drax's look uh it's just a, a good Good book that unfortunately ended too quick. I would re- I would have read another couple of issues of these. I would have liked to have seen them pal around. Yep. Like I, I really liked this this uh crooner version, this this version of Star Lord. And I love this I've always loved, you know, the Age of X Kitty Pride and her and her strong nature. So I don't know, this and this goes to show that the Marvel struck gold with having Kitty Pride and and Star Lord together, so I'm—I don't know—I never would have thought that their relationship would have worked. And again, that's their—that's another relationship that worked, that has worked really organically. And I really like want to see more of them, whether it's six one six Kitty or this Kitty. But I really like them together. Something about them together just this works for me. She has know. a thing for Peters. Right? <laughs> that's gross. She does. That's that. Get your mind out of the gutter, Rich. She oh has a thing God. for Peter Rasputin, and she had a thing for Peter Wisdom, and now she has a thing for Peter Star Lord, whatever the hell his last name is. She knows what Quill. she likes. She knows what she likes. She likes Peter. She likes. She likes the Peters. That's right. She likes the Peters. <laughs> All kinds of Peters. <laughs> anyway, uh, so my book, of, my book of the uh, of the week that I really enjoyed from Marvel was Squadron Sinister. Ooh. What this number? is amazing. Issue three. I would read this book if it was a, a regular monthly series. I kept going. This this book is amazing. Especially if it had this penciler. Woo! So it's Mark Guggenheim is the writer. Penciler is Carlos Pacheco, who is Love. one of my 
all-time favorite artists. Love. Inker is uh, Mariano Taibo. And colorist is Frank Martin. Letterer is uh, VC's Joe Carmamanga. Sorry. And I just want to say, fantastic issue. If you ever want to see Batman really take out Superman, this is your book right here. Yep. We see a person who is literally using his smarts to outthink and outwit the entire team. The entire team. The strongest, literally, I would say the strongest super team on Battleworld is is the squadron. And they are just, just to see um, this, the, the Batman um, allegory just wipe them all apart is just amazing. Yeah, he takes out Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, all at once. And Green Lantern. And Green Lantern. No, he, you know, he's, he's, he's taken out Superman last. Yeah. Just... A fantastic, fantastic book. In this one, we see um, Darkhawk use his. Um, he's oh, sorry, Nighthawk. Nighthawk has been systematically um, taking down or, or or destroying the 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 squadron in order for him to rule. And uh, you find out that Warrior Woman is not so uh, devoted, and and he's using. And it's liked how it's written because because. You know, Nighthawk is just a normal guy. He's a normal guy, but he's using his mind to outthink like the strongest man on their team, Hyperion. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's just something about this book is just, I really wish that, I really wish this was Superman and Batman, actually, you know, because I think seeing these two, those two iconic characters in this role would just be fantastic. And actually to see it play out in Squadron Sinister. It's still good, but there's like a part of me is just like, oh my god, I want this so bad to be Superman and Batman. You know, it's so much, but the story itself is just fantastic. It just there's so much going on here that that it's hard for me to tell you exactly what's happening, only because there's so much happening in each issue, and it's intertwined. I mean, it, exactly, people it's play roles. People, different people like Warrior Woman plays different roles exactly on both sides, but she she's playing both sides and then she gets played exactly exactly and then and then uh uh dr spectrum you know uh, nighthawk is using using the you know his fear his manipulation yep. there's, there's all these things about ma- manipulation and just well he uses it's funny because he uses people's own insecurities yes towards them to take them down you know wizard being afraid and Warrior woman getting found out and then what he does to regular Ugh. humans like he, he's definitely a version of Batman that has zero problem killing for his goals his for the end game I should say yeah it just I could totally see in this be like an earth two you know I wish this was what earth two was yeah I really do because I could read like most of them I don't like books about villains but when they're written like this, oh, it's just every issue. I just want to see what is going to happen. What is Nighthawk going to do next? Like, who is he going to, you know, turn on or, or what fiendish scheme is he going to do? It's just really, really good book. And if you're not reading it, you are missing out. This is a great book. And the art is just phenomenal. Yeah. I phenomenal. love books about villains. And Woo, this has so been good. a good book. So good. So good. So good. So good. So good. So, good. so Rich, uh, what book did you enjoy? I know which book that you didn't enjoy. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, because I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're at odds here. We're definitely at odds on, at the end of this book. So, Future Imperfect is about Maestro. It's number five. It's not the written, not the Seinfeld character. 
Not the Seinfeld character. The maestro. Paul got it. I didn't. All right. Future Imperfect, written by Peter David. Greg Land, you know, does the looks. Pencils, I guess. Jay Liston is the inker, and Nolan Woodard are the colors. And VCs Joe Sabino is the letter. You literally had to bite your tongue when you said Greg Land did the art. <laughs> the the look, the pencils, I guess. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm, I'm not going to call him an artist. <laughs> you look at that picture Gene did, that's an artist. Yeah, that's true. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm going to stick to my guns. He could walk in here and I'd be like, you're a very nice man, but you trace too much. <laughs> um, okay, so Maestro comes to an end in this issue. And he gets what he wants, what he wants to take Doom down. The he gets destroyer his, armor, right? Yep. It's the destroyer. That's why that was really cool. It's like it is the destroyer armor, the thing that would the, that, that would allow him to, to achieve godhood and then take down God, Lord, Doom. Yes. And we get all the pages showing the big epic battle. And I'm not going to ruin the ending. I'll ruin it. Go ruin ahead. Ruin it. Ruin it. Ruin it. It's. This is where we differ. Listeners. That's, that's why we have to ruin it because we have to differ about the ending. What happens? He wins. He takes Lord Doom down and he did it. He's the new ruler. He's the new god. Everyone bowed to him. And there's a panel of all the heroes bowing to the maestro and the armor. And we yeah, turn he, the page. He, he, and he merges with the armor yeah. and uses the armor to power him and actually fights Doom. Or and does he? Nope. It was all in his head. It was all in his head. So now he's sitting there underground, looking, staring aimlessly, and he loses his power. He he he, he reverts back to Banner because yeah. he has no reason to be the maestro anymore because he has won, and he is just looking, staring aimlessly into the destroyer armor. Well, no, living. not into the armor. He's in his head now. Yeah, no, but he's I was living saying, but, in his head. Yeah, he's he's in his head, but he's like standing in front of the of the armor. So, Rich, what was your uh, I was disappointed at that ending. And why were you disappointed? Because how ending? stupid. Why was it stupid? Okay. Because Elaborate. I overthought. With you, you and I, Frank and I, Coog and I, we all talk about how great and what could be. And I guess the problem is when we talk about what could be, we get a little disappointed. So for <laughs> me. Yeah, we do. We do. For me, I'm reading the books. And in a lot of the books... The, the goal is to take Doom down. And you've got all these major villains in the, like, um, comes out this week with the Red Skull. The Red Skull is with Magneto, and they're trying to take down what? Doom. You've got Maestro trying to take down Doom. So I guess because we talk about what ifs and what could happen and what would be really cool to happen, I expected more from this. Five issues, great buildup. That's what we get. So now Maestro's not going to go after Doom. Uh, kind of disappointing. For me, I just felt, I, I just was let down by this ending. I'm like, that's it, really? You've built it up to this. This is, this is worse than the running up the hill and have the ground fall out. This is something I can't say on radio because it's pornographic, but you're all worked up for nothing. I disagree. And the reason why I disagree is because of how the buildup was. I thought Peter David was very, was was very genius in the fact that he allowed um, the maestro's own hubris to to be his own downfall. He was so, you know, um, 
he he believed so emphatically that he could destroy doom you know that that he was ripe to be destroyed by that and that's what happened to him it's classic it's a classic greek tale you know and I, no. that's what i liked about it you're just mad because you wanted to see maestro fight doom that's the only reason you're I upset i wanted something i just felt like the ending was like that's it yes no yes uh, no everything was about battling and fighting and this and that and and this is the end he couldn't you you can't beat it, was it. anticlimactic okay i'll i'll agree with you on that it was anticlimactic it was very but anticlimactic. i was satisfied with that i, I was wasn't. satisfied with this ending I because wasn't. how else i mean he, there he's billed as one of the strongest if not the strongest person on the planet the other thing that bugs me is now coming out of secret wars he's in his own book which has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe, which makes me think, what was the purpose of this book now? Just to tell to a get story people, about him. Right. Yeah, you know, because Peter David likes the book. I was disappointed. Yeah, Peter David just likes the I character, wanted I think. More. You know, Peter David's got a contract. And they're like, hey, we're going to do this. And they're like, okay, sure thing, Peter. Disappointed. We'll, we'll give you Greg Land. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter David doesn't care. Come on, this is Peter David. Peter David's like, I don't care. And I just want to say that Greg Land probably a perfectly fine human and being. nice human being. <laughs> he just traces too much, huh? Okay, so we only got two more books to talk about uh, within six, uh, seven minutes. Let's go, Rich. What's your next book? Want to do Thor's first? Okay, so let's, let's do Thor's, do Thor's first. Um, now, this is another ending that Rich and I are going to differ with because I totally, I, totally, I totally saw this ending coming. I totally saw it coming a mile away. A mile away. A mile away. The future imperfect I didn't see coming. That's the reason why I kind of liked it. But I totally saw this one coming. All right. So this is Thor's number three. Writer is Jason Aaron. Pencilers, Chris Sprouse and Goran Saduska. Saduska? Saduska. Sounds good to me. Inkers, Carl Story and Dexter Vines, which is interesting. Dexter Vines is doing inking. Uh, color artists are Maite Gracia with Israel Selva. And the letter in production, and I really wish someone would tell us what production is, is VC's Joe Sabino again. This production could be like um, if they had to rearrange um, rearrange uh, panels or whatnot. But the letter is the letter. Oh, maybe oh. letter in production. Well, maybe they were producing uh, new types of fonts or something. Maybe I don't know. That's a good question. Let's ask. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is the interrogation between ultimate thor and crazy homeless loki leaf sun thor or whatever who on his hat even has little horns uh, did you ever did you notice that i his didn't notice little that horns wow. on his hat yeah his beanie he has like this old uh busted up beanie on red beanie um we find out about the jane foster and the donald blakes and then we find out where all of them went well, at least their bodies. They're in the dead bones. Lands. They're in the deadlands. Yes, that's where they've. That's where the murderer, quote unquote, has been, has been secretly stashing the bodies, and we find out who the murderer is. Yes, we do. And I knew it was just because of how he was acting to, to Thor's son the whole time. Yep. Uh, the the um to six uh ultimate Thor. Um, uh, it was another Thor, of course, because it's all intertwined. Um, but look, I'm very happy. Storm actually is in a panel and says something. Well, every Thor can have their their day, I guess. No, I know. I was just joking because she's always on the cover, but never um, did anything. I do like the I do like Jason uh, Aaron how he did the interrogation scene. I thought that yes. was really fun. Um, it he watches he must watch a lot of NCIS or uh, or uh, 
or other uh, CSI, CSI or drama shows because it was totally out of that. I, 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 I was very engaged with the interrogation and and when uh, Thor was like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah 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 blah. I didn't mean to do this. I'm just really distraught. And Thor and Loki's like, is that the best you could do? And I was just like, okay, fine. You know, it's just all these different. Like he was doing these different modes and 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 um, he was and, trying to play good cop, bad cop. But with himself. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. So I really liked that. I thought I thought it went a little too long. But other than that, I thought it was great. Oh, I agree there. The interrogation could have been cut by a couple panels. Yeah. And the art, of course, is just beautiful. So uh, it's funny because there's two two artists and two inkers. And yet from panel to panel, you I really can't. I it's can't not, tell. Yeah. It's not a jarring art. No. And that's what I think. If you're going to do with two artists, get get artists that have similar styles yeah you know? yeah because that I way it's tell. not that way it's not as jarring to the reader i know thor's has just been a great series so last book uh, that we're gonna do we're gonna get to this fairly quickly is age of apocalypse and i have been not wanting to read this book i tried to take a stand at 4.99 because that's how much the, the first issue was but then it went down to 3.99 and i was like Argh. and i really liked age of uh, apocalypse so i was just like damn it and it was really fun to see these characters again so what did you say rich uh, so, Age of Apocalypse, number three, written by Fabian Nizenza, art by Geraldo Sandoval, colorist David Curiel, letter is VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh, I am loving this book. I love Age of Apocalypse. It brings back such fond memories of 90s. People trash the 90s, but I absolutely loved every single issue of Age of Apocalypse, all its crossovers all the many artists that they had. And I think this guy, Geraldo, Gerardo Sandoval, captures the 90s right down to the big hair and the big muscles and the big panels but it's and the not, craziness. But but the thing about that I like about it is it's that it's that it's the big everything but it's still refined. Yes. Like it's not the crazy pouches everywhere, big guns, all that shit like that. Mm -mm. It's a, it's a, it's a much more exaggerated, uh, Majuria style. And I like that. Like, I think it really fits a little Umberto, uh, Umberto Ramos and Joe Majuria. Yeah, yeah. It really fits them both, but it's a good story. Um, because we're running out of time, so you know, Apocalypse has released the Legacy Virus, and he because he wants to see um, who will survive. Who will survive? And I'm really excited to see who's going to survive. And there's um, two books out there now with Legacy Viruses in it. It's what Extinction Agenda was about. Exactly. So you've got two books with mutants. I think they're trying to prep people for what's about to come in the new Marvel. Yep. No more mutants. And on that note... Oh, we're done? No, we're, we're getting close to it. But on that right. note, I just wanted to give enough to wrap it up. Remember, uh, we're here every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss us, you can definitely uh, come to the Geek Chat Facebook group and uh, tell us what you're reading. Uh, are there things that we missed? Do you disagree with us? Do you agree with us? Let us know. We, we want this place... We want that Facebook group to be a place where people can come in and give their uh, opinions on books because we, we try to... Um, we try to look at number ones. We try to get uh, we try to challenge ourselves to read books that we normally won't read because, you know, we are you know, huge Marvel and DC fans. like them or hate them. We try to read them. We suggest you guys do the same. Exactly. So, again, we're always here uh, on MixLR from um, six to seven. If you miss us, you can check us out on SoundCloud for old episodes as well. Um, uh, SoundCloud, the geek chat, download us uh, tomorrow after after two o'clock on SoundCloud as well as no, Stitcher. Yeah. And MixLR. Uh, sorry, at uh, iTunes. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note, we love you. Bye, See you guys. Later.
Geek Shot. Geek Shot. Geek Shot. Geek Shot.